Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Most people live on a lonely island, lost in the middle of a foggy sea. Most people long for another Come to me, 
Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of Counter Melody. The exquisite voice that you just heard was that of Muriel Smith, who I featured on the first of my Black History Month episodes back in February, when we lived in a different world. Remember that? I have been so impressed by this singer, by her artistry, that I wanted to bring you a full episode just of her doing music, music, and more music, as much as I could possibly find over as wide a variety of musical styles as I could uncover. That was clearly Bally High from South Pacific. Muriel Smith sang in the London premiere of that musical in December 1951. She had an enormous success in that role. She also went on to sing the role of Lady Tiang in the London premiere of The King and I a number of years later. Richard Rogers always was very much in love with the voice of Muriel Smith. I think that's understandable why. And he insisted that her voice be dubbed onto Juanita Hall's portrayal in the film version of South Pacific. Juanita Hall, of course, created the role of Bloody Mary on Broadway, and she could indeed sing, but by the time the film was made, I think her vocal apparatus had changed somewhat, and Richard Rogers insisted that Muriel Smith's voice be used in the film version. Muriel Smith's first appearance before the public, was at the age of 19, while she was still a student at the Curtis School of Music, when she appeared in the first production of the Oscar Hammerstein-Georges Bizet hybrid Carmen Jones. Let's see what they say about me. Before he mows me down 
was Muriel Smith in the card scene from Carmen Jones. The title is The Cards Don't Lie. Her fellow card players are June Hawkins and Jessica Russell. I did want to say this about the text. It's an effective lyric as it stands, but it's not very true to Bizet's Carmen. When Bizet's Carmen unturns these cards, she sees it as a horrible premonition of her upcoming death. It's not something that causes her to say, I'm just going to live my life and not worry about when death is going to come. That's not at all what the music conveys, but I do think that it's a wonderful performance nonetheless. In a way, it's perfect that Muriel Smith became first known as Carmen Jones. Here she was singing in a musical that was based on an opera, and always her career seemed to veer, not uncomfortably, but quite easily between pop music, Broadway, opera, classical music, recitals, concerts, all of these things. Now I'm going to offer you a little bit of the final scene of Carmen Jones as it appeared on a radio broadcast of the Ford Theater in November of 1947. Here, her co-star is, as he was in the Broadway performances, Luther Saxon, another person who was snatched as a virtual unknown to appear as Joe. He did not go on to the level of success that Muriel Smith did, but he did maintain a performing career. For those of you who might want to hear more of Luther Saxon, his voice is featured on episode 14 of the podcast, in which he gives a performance of Sweet Little Jesus Boy backed by the Leonard Depore Chorus. Hey, look, Carmen. Look over there. Do you see what I see? Which way you mean, Rum? Over where? Over there. Your old friend. O- over there by the lamppost. You see him? Mm-mm. He sure looks mean. Yep. That's his nibs. I thought he went home. He did. But he said he'd come back. I know he would, too. Let's shake him. Who's afraid of him? What can he do to me? Let him come. Get it over with now. He's nuts. Suppose he kills you. I ain't running away from him or nobody. Child, you is wacky. Well, I gotta go in after Husky. You look out now. 
Hello, Joe. You didn't stay home long. My ma was dead when I got there. I heard you was heading my way. They say I better scram. They say you might get mean and maybe try and kill me. You got your chance. Kill me now. Here I am. But all I want to do is love you like I used to. Hold your hand in my hand and feel your heart next to my heart. And we begin again. Give me 
you kill it right in front of my eyes. You ain't never gonna do that to no man again. Joe, what you got there? Joe, put that knife away. You can't scare me. I warned you. I warned you. No, Joe, I don't care what you do. You can't have me. No, Joe, no! Luther Saxon died in September 2017 at the age of 101. By the way, I don't think that one can let certain aspects of that piece pass without comment. First of all, the sexual politics are really a mess. That Joe explicitly states, you ain't gonna ever do that to another man again. Ay, ay, ay. It's so problematic. And then his final lines, also questionable, especially in terms of where we are right now in the world. Hang me high from that tree. The reference to lynching really does make me uncomfortable, and I'm sure it made some of you feel the same way. Nevertheless, it is an important historical relic. So let's see it in that context. Thanks. Now, I had mentioned that Muriel Smith had gone quite comfortably between musicals, classical music, and pop music, which we will hear in a few minutes. I also wanted to point out that in 1947, Muriel Smith appeared in a very important revival of Mark Blitzstein's revolutionary musical, The Cradle Will Rock, which was conducted by Leonard Bernstein and directed by Howard De Silva. By the way, there is a wonderful photograph of the three of them together, which you can find on the show notes page, so check that out. In that revival, Muriel Smith portrayed the role of Ella Hammer. Some of you may remember a few weeks ago we heard an extraordinary performance by the iconic Nicky Grant doing the song Joe Worker. Would that we had a recording of Muriel Smith doing that number. That would be extraordinary as well. At the time of this revival, Muriel Smith and Mark Blitzstein got together in the recording studio and did recordings of five songs for the theater. The next example I'm going to play for you is from that series of recordings. The very first song called Mamasha Goose. It's from an unproduced musical by Blitzstein called Galupchik. In this sequence, a Russian child was attempting to teach some Russian words to a pair of American soldiers via the use of Mother Goose rhymes. It's certainly different than anything else we've heard from Muriel Smith. I will now recite for you the nursery rhymes of Mamasha Goose. A little of Yechka, its fleece was white cock's neck. And everywhere that Mary went, of Yechka, Konyechno would go. 
End and to Muriel Smith's star making performance as Bloody Mary. Here's her performance of Happy Talk again from the London cast recording. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. You got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? Talk about the moon floating in the sky Looking like a lily on a lake Talk about a bird learning how to fly Making all the music he can make Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk Talk about things you like to do You've got to have a dream If you don't have a dream How you gonna have a dream come true? Talk about a star Looking like a toy Peeking through the branches of a tree Talk about a girl 
stop here, fast here, boy. Counting all the ripples of the sea. Happy talky talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. You've got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true? Smith was appearing in the West End in South Pacific. There was another musical playing called Bet Your Life, and the composers were Charles Zwar and Kenneth Leslie Smith. The stars of that show were two names that perhaps people will recognize, Sally Ann Howes and Julie Wilson, who went on to become a diseuse slash cabaret artist who was held in enormously high esteem. This is a song from that musical called I Love Him As He Is, and Muriel Smith recorded this in 1952. Love, I love you. Love mine. I love him as he is for good or ill I love him as he is and I always will whatever twist of fate may come our way I'll wait to hear him Oh. 
Also in the year 1952, Muriel Smith appeared in a film role in John Huston's film Moulin Rouge. She also dubbed the voice of Zsa Zsa Gabor. And here she is singing that incredibly beautiful melody by Georges Auric called The Song from Moulin Rouge or Where Is Your Heart are the words that the pop version of this song acquired. Here it's given a translation from the French of Jacques Larue by the lyricist Paul Dane, and it's called It's April Again. I just think her performance of this is stunning. It brings me to tears, but I love the song anyway, so that's really not a surprise. Oh, 
It's April again And lilacs are springing The length of the scene It's April again And everyone is singing Was it love led me on a Sunday To dance with you beneath the trees? Was it love echoed on a Monday? The music of a river breeze. My closer, my dear, and listen again. Your seventeenth year in the sun and the rain beside the river Muriel Smith's voice was also dubbed onto other films, much less distinguished than either South Pacific or Moulin Rouge. This is a very brief example from a film by Powell and Pressburger, certainly important and significant British directors. This film is not so great. It's from 1956. It's called The Battle of the River Plate. It's an extraordinarily dreary war film, which features among its leads the names of the ships that quote-unquote star in the film. But there is a brief onshore moment in which the lounge singer Dolores is accosted by one of the sailors on leave as she attempts to sing her song. In the film, she is portrayed by the ballerina-turned-actress April Ulrich. There's a little bit more about April Ulrich on the show notes page as well as a photograph of this artist. I do not think it is irrelevant to note that she was of a much lighter skin tone, shall we say, than Muriel Smith. Thank you. 
now I think it's time for the usual commercial break. I need your help, people, and it's something that you can do without even spending any money. All you have to do is download, download, download episodes of Counter Melody. I'd prefer that you listen to them as well, but it would really be great if when I go to renew my visa in a week and a half that I had some good numbers to show regarding downloads to my episodes. So please go to any podcast platform and subscribe, rate, review, and download episodes of Counter Melody. I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much. For those who find themselves in a position to be able to actually make a monthly financial contribution, anywhere from $2 to, well, the sky's the limit, friends, please go to my Patreon page at patreon.com countermelody. I'm posting tomorrow a special episode on Iliana Kotrubash that will be available to subscribers at any level. I believe if you can afford to support me, I can afford to offer you bonus episodes no matter what your monthly contribution is, so thank you for that. Now we are going on to the really, to me, revelatory part of the episode. And that is excerpts from Muriel Smith's pop recordings on the Phillips label throughout the 1950s. Sincerely, oh yes, sincerely, cause I love you oh so dearly. Say you'll be mine Sincerely Oh, you know How I love you I'll do anything for you But I'll never, 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 never let him go sincerely. Oh, you know how I love you. I'll do anything for you. Thank you. 
That was, of course, the 1950s mega hit, Sincerely. This was written by Harvey Fuqua, who was an incredibly important figure in pop music. He founded the seminal doo-wop group, the Moon Glows, in the 50s. He became an executive at Motown Records in the early days of the label, and he also recorded extensively, including some duets with the magnetic and magnificent Etta James. He also was a vital figure in the career of Marvin Gaye, who we heard a few weeks ago on one of our protest episodes. Marvin Gaye was an early member of the Moon Glows, and Harvey Fuqua also produced many of his recordings, including an album from 1982 called Midnight Love, which included the very famous single Sexual Healing. And speaking of sexual healing, (laughs) here's Muriel Smith in the first selection from her 10-inch LP, I'm in the Mood for Love. This is Body and Soul. My heart is sad and lonely For you I cry For you, dear, only I tell you I mean it I'm all for you, body and soul I spend my days in longing and wondering why it's me you're wronging. Why haven't you seen it? I'm all for you, body and soul. Are you pretending? Don't say it's the ending I wish I could have one more chance To prove to you My life a hell you're making You know I'm yours For just the taking Gladly surrender myself to you, body and soul. Have one more chance to prove, dear, my life, my hell you're making. You know I'm yours just for the taking. I gladly surrender myself. <laughs> 
For the next selection, featured on one of Muriel Smith's 78s for Phillips Records, we have the song Tonight My Love. The composer of that piece is Franz Waxman, who was famous as a Hollywood film composer. He was one of those who, like Korngold, emigrated from the Nazi regime. He himself was Jewish. He also composed some very important concert and oratorio works. He was born Wachsmann and became known as Waxman when he emigrated to the United States. But this song is called Tonight My Love, and Muriel Smith gives it an extraordinary performance. Tonight, my love, my kiss will
now we're going to return to the In the Mood for Love LP. Let me just read you a little bit from the liner notes on the back of this marvelous record. The church clock around the corner strikes four on a cold March morning. A half-stubbed cigarette end in an ashtray on the piano glows softly in the dark, throwing off an unseen trail of smoke to thicken the blackness of the deserted studio. In the distance, a door bangs as the echoes die away. Quiet settles down again. But there are ghosts in the studio. If you listen closely, you can hear in the air echoes of a glorious voice singing some of the finest popular songs of all time. The voice, that of brilliant American singer Muriel Smith, who first captivated Britain with her sparkling performance as Bloody Mary in South Pacific, and then rose to even greater heights with a gracefully contrasted portrayal of Lady Tiang in The King and I. But why start a recording session at midnight? Let Phillips, popular program manager Norman Newell, tell the story himself. The idea was to record Muriel late at night, as I felt that this time would be more suitable to the type of material I wanted her to record, and I feel that the late night atmosphere played a most important part in giving us a delightful blend of voice and instruments, which matches perfectly the mood of the titles we made on the session. Judge for yourselves. Here's her performance of The Nearness of You, composed by Hoagy Carmichael and Ned Washington. She's definitely going for a more sultry kind of delivery. Maybe she was just exhausted at three in the morning. Who knows? It's not the pale moon that excites me. the nearness of you It isn't your sweet conversation that brings this sensation Uh-uh the nearness of you when you're in my arms and I feel you so close to me all my And to feel in the night 
Now is absolutely the time to say something about the extraordinary arrangements in every single one of these songs. I noticed that Muriel Smith is accompanied by Wally Stott and his orchestra. And I thought to myself, who is this Wally Stott fellow? So I did a little research and I discovered that Wally Stott was this person that I had read about some time ago named Angela Morley. Angela Morley is such an important figure, not only for musical reasons, but also historical reasons. Angela Morley was born Wallace Stott, and in 1970, about 15 years after making these recordings, she transitioned and became Angela Morley. She went on to become the first transgender person to be nominated for an Oscar. She was nominated twice for an Academy Award, both for Best Original Song Score, the first in 1975 for The Little Prince, and then in 1978 for The Slipper and the Rose. She's also the composer of the music for the film Watership Down, which made a big splash in the 70s. There have been a lot of articles written about Angela Morley, and I'm going to link to one or two of them on the show notes page. So if you want to know more about this extraordinary woman, please check out her story there. This next number is a peculiar one. We've seen how 
Muriel Smith spent so much of her career exoticized. There are the really problematic impersonations in the Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. I didn't even speak of that earlier. Certainly anybody with any awareness of what's going on in Rodgers and Hammerstein recognizes how problematic those pieces are in terms of racial politics and many other aspects as well, including, for instance, the sexual politics in Carousel. Oh, thank goodness we're not talking about that one, although I would love to have heard Muriel Smith sing You'll Never Walk Alone or Climb Every Mountain. Imagine she would have just knocked it out of the ballpark. Sadly, we don't have her performances of those. But we do have this very odd, exoticized number called Climb Up the Wall. The composer's name is... I'm not sure I'm pronouncing this correctly, Ayar Hosseini. And the song itself was a hit in 1954 for Edie Gourmet. Then it was used in the 1956 Columbia Pictures imperialist epic Zarak, which starred Victor Mature, Michael Wilding, and Anita Ekberg. I don't think I need to say anything more about that, nor do any of us need to feel compelled to look that one up. What's interesting is that the woman who sang it in this case was someone who was known as Yana. She was a white British girl named Pamela Gard, and yet she was exoticized and had a very limited career doing sort of hoochie-coochie numbers, including on tour with Bob Hope for his USO shows. <clears throat> Neither the Edie Gourmet nor the Yana number has at all an interesting arrangement. And here's a wonderful example in which we can celebrate the extraordinary talents of Angela Morley, who gives this really fabulous setting. Climb up the garden wall and we will spread a Persian rug. I'll serve you Turkish tea. Give your head a Persian hug. Climb up the wall. Climb up the wall. I'm like a lonely little rose fading in the shade. I need your sunny smile. Give me your sunny smile. I'm like a lonely little rose. And do you suppose I like it very much? No, I don't like it much. Climb up the garden wall And we will spread a Persian rug I'll serve you Turkish tea And give your head a Persian hug Climb up the wall This night is written in the stars All the world is ours Come free my longing heart Unlock my longing heart My darling, if you come to me history give me your tender kiss i need no more than this climb up the garden wall and we will spread a persian rug i'll serve you turkish tea and give your head a persian hug climb up the wall climb up the wall i'm like a helpless little child waiting in the cold i need your warm embrace your warm embrace. I'll give you bells and native beads, fulfill all your needs without a fret or fuss, and things I won't discuss. Climb up the garden wall, 
will spread a Persian rug. I'll serve you Turkish tea and give your head a Persian hug. Climb up the wall. Climb up the wall. We're going to return to the I'm in the Mood for Love. LP for one last number. This is Make Love to Me. Again, Muriel is in a much more sultry mood, but what I want to point out about her performances throughout of all of these numbers is that she sings with such an extraordinary combination of legato and almost bel canto principles, but also an incredible attention to the meaning of the words. And we'll hear that both in Make Love to Me and in the next number which I will follow directly. It's Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine's song, Love, which was originally written for none other than Judy Garland. Instead of making conversation, make love to me, make love to me, my darling. Thank you. 
I was lucky enough to come upon a performance of Muriel Smith doing Lieder. There's got to be stuff out there. It's just not so easy to find. I don't know anything about this performance, except that it's of Hugo Wolf's Nimmersatte Liebe, and you hear the very same attention which Muriel Smith lavished on the pop material, as you do in the words of Eduard Mörke here, which describes an insatiable love that threatens to consume the poet, but who also remarks, it's always been this way, even back to the days of Solomon the Wise.
I had mentioned how Muriel Smith really became a huge star for those years from the early to the mid-50s in the UK. This is an example of the kind of nonsense that was published about her. This is from Jet Magazine from 1952. Attractive, vivacious Muriel Smith overnight has become the darling of Europe's royalty, a favorite of cafe society, and one of the most sought-after young women in all England. She is eagerly pursued by dozens of eligible males from actors and business executives to peers of the realm. Most distinguished of her recent suitors, perhaps, was a close relative of a reigning monarch of a Scandinavian country who frequently escorted her to soirees, art galleries, nightclubs, and theater. She admits that the romance has cooled now, but is coyly secretive about her reported newest heart interest, an English blue blood. His identity is kept a close secret. There has been increasing talk of a coming marriage for the two, but Muriel neither affirms nor denies, says only, My dream of happiness is a manor house in the lovely English countryside. With all of this puff-piece nonsense, it's not perhaps surprising that after the civil rights unrest in the late 50s, Muriel Smith decided to truncate her performing career and to refocus her energies into an organization that was called Moral Rearmament. I've done a little research into this organization. It still exists today, but under a different name. I'm not going to say too much about it on the podcast. I'm not well enough informed to make overriding statements about it. Muriel Smith's one starring role in the movies was in the 1960 film The Crowning Experience, in which she portrayed a character very similar to Mary McLeod Bethune, who was a founder of, I think, the first African-American institution of higher learning in the United States. The film was produced by moral rearmament. The movie is not subtle. It juxtaposes Muriel Smith's profile with that of Abraham Lincoln. I shan't say that they lay it on with a trowel, but... They lay it on with a trowel. Doesn't matter. Her performance, even of this material, is so 
riveting. She's so compelling. And this is one song from that film called The World Walked Into My Heart. The world walked into my heart today. My heart is a home with room inside it for me, myself, or for God to guide it. The world needs the love that I denied it. The world walked into my heart. The world walked into my heart forever. The door is wide and I'll close it never. I needn't be rich or strong or clever for the world to walk into my heart. The world walked into my heart today. and brown and yellow, the bitter man and the man who's mellow, the statesman, yes, and the ordinary fellow, they all walked into my heart. The selfish women and the saucy women, whose gossip and chatter said heads of swimming, now with the joy of the Lord of women, they walked into my heart. Famous folks, folks forgotten The Cadillac man and the man who picks the cotton All walked into my heart It's the last Sunday in July, and I did promise you a little bit of a Christmas in July celebration. So... Ho, ho, ho! And a bottle of rum. Oh, wait. No, that's not right. Or maybe it is. (laughs) I recently got my hands on the first of Muriel Smith's Christmas recordings. This is a rare 45, again on Phillips Records, again with Angela Morley doing the arrangements. I'm going to offer two clips from that and two from her later Christmas album. From the first of the Christmas records, the two selections are Away in a Manger and Sweet Little Jesus Boy, which, as my listeners will remember, is not, in fact, a spiritual, but was composed by the white Southern composer Robert McGimsey. In that number, she is accompanied by Julian Bream on the guitar. This is one of his very first recordings.
To round off the episode, I'm going to offer two selections from Muriel Smith's second Christmas album, the 1960 LP, The Joy of Christmas. The arrangements are by Peter Knight, who conducts his orchestra and chorus. They're much less satisfying, I think, than Angela Morley's, but it's very much the way that music was moving at that time. The first of the two clips is a rivetingly spontaneous performance of... Little boy. <laughs> ¶¶ 
How old are you? That is a spiritual that was made famous by Roland Hayes and also by Charles Holland, who we heard sing it on one of our Christmas episodes. Little boy, how old are you? Little boy, how old are you? Little boy, Smith died in 1984 at the age of 62. For those who want a more extensive biographical sketch of Muriel Smith, by all means go back to episode 20 where I take you through more of what she did and accomplished over the course of her entire life. There are many aspects of her performing career that are not represented on this episode. Primary among those 
is her appearance in the title role of Carmen at Covent Garden in 1956 and 1957. She would have been one of the very first black artists to appear at Covent Garden, and these were very important performances historically as well as musically. The Welsh tenor Richard Lewis, one of my very favorites, was her Don José, and the performances were conducted by the music director of Covent Garden, Raphael Kubelik. I have read that the opening night of this was broadcast on the BBC. I'm hoping to be able to turn up a recording of this somewhere. I have begun a search, and man, if I find it, it will be one of the greatest joys of my life to bring that to you. A little quick research reinforced what I already knew, and that is that Leonora Lafayette was the first black singer to sing at Covent Garden when she deputized for the Dutch soprano Grey Brovenstein at very short notice and made her debut in the title role of Aida in 1953. She deserves a program. It's an extraordinary voice. She was an extraordinary person and artist. Someone else to explore in future episodes. Thank you, my dear friends, for joining me for this traversal of the career of Muriel Smith. Please join me next week when I bring you another crossover classics extravaganza. I have got one of my favorite crossover albums of all time planned. I'll say nothing more than that, except... You don't want to miss it. For now, my friends, let's conclude with her performance of Johannes Brahms' Wiegenlied. So, my dear friends, until next time, keep the song in your hearts. Guten Abend, guten Nacht, mit Rosen bedacht, mit Nägelein besteckt, schlupf unter die Deck, morgen See you next time.